Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is the Fitness Boot Camp Inner Circle Podcast with Georgette Pan and Jesse Stoddard. It's Jesse here again. I'm really excited today. We've got a guest on the line. Uh, today with us on the show is Art McDermott uh, from the Boomer Blueprint. And Art is a very special guest for us because he's j- not just another fitness pro. This is somebody that's uh, you know been a strength coach, personal trainer, track and field coach, and member of the United States national track and field team. Uh, and more importantly, he's uh, mastered fitness over the age of 50. So he's created uh, something called the Boomer Blueprint, and um, he's uh, helping the aging adults with uh, with fitness and that 50 and over crowd, which is a growing demographic. So I just want to uh, welcome you, uh, Art, to, to our show, and, and uh, lo- I'm excited to have you. Well, thanks, Jesse. I appreciate it. Thank you welcome, for having Art. me on. Thanks, Georgette. Awesome. And Georgette, how do you know Art, by the way? I've known Art. I think we've known each other for a long time, right? We've just reconnected. If I'm yeah, not... I think uh, I originally uh, reconnected at probably one of the um, any of the fitness consulting groups, uh, conferences, something along those lines. Uh, I think it was through a Pat Risby connection, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and online. I know, I yep. know, I've known your name, and then we just... Uh, recently reached out to each other so and um we're both boomers <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the important part <laughs> georgette i thought you were just 29 this year I thought yeah that was... actually 30 yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, happy birthday <laughs> so uh art um if you don't mind uh if you could give us a little uh, background and, and explain to our listeners, uh, you know, a little bit more about you and, and how you got to where you're at and what's your, you know, how you got started in, in fitness and, you know, what's your journey been? Sure. Well, it, it certainly has been an interesting one. Uh, I My background is in track and field, as you mentioned, and that's what I went to Boston University on an athletic scholarship there, throwing the shot put in the discus specifically. And I did make a couple of U.S. national teams. I was an All-American there four times, uh, and the good part about track, I don't you know, say that to pump up my background, but track and field, especially the throwing events, is largely, I mean, your practice is strength training. You know, besides obviously out there throwing the uh, little orbs and platters around uh, the field, you're, you're doing strength training. And so you become very, very proficient at that, that uh, trait. And the good part about that was I get the opportunity, because of my success there and my coach, to work with some of the best people in the industry. And because I had had a reasonable reputation, you really get access to these high-end, high-end coaching. And, and once my career was over, uh, I was not competitive. 
I went on to do some strength sports. I did Highland Games, you know, the stuff with the kilt and the slipping the caber over. You know, some really fun stuff. It's kind of where throwers go to retire. But what I did was I took the knowledge that I had gained working with these outstanding other coaches, and I went into the fitness industry, opened my own facility, and uh, that was, gosh, years and years ago now. Um, I've owned a couple of different facilities. And then as time went on, uh, I turned, you know, eventually turned 50. And it was really that it's kind of a, I guess you'd call it a ground-shaking event in the summer after I turned 50 that sent me on the path that I am now. Is uh, we, Myself and my family were very fortunate to have a home up on the lake in New Hampshire. It's a Lake Winnesquam, which is kind of a lesser-known lake, but it's still the third biggest lake in New Hampshire. And we were out on the boat one day, and it was one of those mornings where you know, it's just jumping in the water, playing around, having a good time, and it was time to wrap things up and head home. And my son knocked one of those you know, very inexpensive, cheap little floaty things, uh, devices into the water and starts floating away. I said, hey, buddy, can you go grab that? It's time to go home. And he's all dried off. He doesn't want to. He's young. You know, he, he's kind of argumentative, shall we say. So we're arguing back and forth. And meanwhile, the thing is floating away. And I, I was getting frustrated and annoyed. And I just hop in to go get it. And the way I described it was it was kind of like one of those, um, I guess, those Hitchcock movies where as you move towards something, it keeps floating further away. It's kind of an illusion. It's going with the currents, going with the wind. And I realized about halfway there, I'm like, you know, I'm starting to get a little tired here. Uh, there's not, not much to be that concerned about, but I kept going. I kept going. I finally get to this thing. It's floating down into this cove by now, and it's much, much further than I had planned on. And I get to it, and I'm like, you know, I am really tired. To, you know, a little alarming kind of tired, you know, just this course about swimming versus running. Running, I can just stop and catch my breath. Swimming, you got to keep going. <laughs> there's, there's no choice. So I said, well, I'm not really excited about the swim back to the boat. It's kind of far away now. The shore is much closer. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head towards the shore. And I struggle, you know, I'm starting to struggle over there. And the situation slowly went from a little tired to kind of, you know, alarmingly fatigued to a dangerous situation just like that. And I'm looking around, and my, my kids are in the boat. My wife is on shore, you know, picking blueberries. She's out of range right now. And my mom is on the boat. Even my dogs are on the boat, you know, looking over the railing. And my kids, God bless them, started to realize, as my mother did, that I'm struggling a little bit. And, and uh, they, they saw that uh, they were having an issue, and they, they started to swim over. I don't know what they were going to do when they got there. They're young, and I outweighed them both. <laughs> But uh, I appreciated the intent. So anyway, I'm, I'm going towards the shore, and I said, now this floaty thing is just a hindrance now. This is not helping at all. It wasn't a handy design by any means. So I just started that, and I said, i got to get to shore right now. And the thought that went through my head was, I could drown in front of my entire family right now. And this is really, this is not good. This is not good at all. So my, my wife, who fortunately was on shore, heard the commotion, and she came out and said, are you okay? And I just barely could gasp out. I was like, no, I'm not. So she came into the water. Now I was probably still, you know, 30 feet short, desperately trying to reach the bottom. Turn around. I want to feel the, the lake bottom, and, and I couldn't. You know, so I said, there's nothing. i, I got to keep going. And she was able to get out and help me to shore. And when I finally got my feet on the ground, my, my fingernails, uh, nail beds had started to turn blue. My lips had started to turn blue. That's how oxygen-deprived I was. And I was... It took me 15 minutes to compose myself. I had that, you know, you know, just trying to get air in feeling. It was, it was horrible. It was really something. And, and yeah, once I get back to the house and settle down, I really wasn't talking to anybody. 
and I'm just kind of going over the situation in my head, and, and a couple of things occurred to me. It's like, number one, I was, I was embarrassed. I mean, I, I got myself in a situation that I never should have been in. Uh, uh, regular swimmers will, will, you know, think nothing of it, but if you're not swimming all the time, now I grew up swimming. I, you know, they, they don't think anything of it, but I was like, wow, I really got myself in a stupid situation. I was made a poor decision. And number two was how did I suddenly go from the person I just described to you, you know, being All-American, I could do all sports. I did football, baseball, hockey, track. I finally found my, my niche. And when did that guy go away? When I, I mean, I just used to be able to do whatever I wanted, do it well, and then suddenly that was gone. And it was really a, a kind of a, a shocking revelation, if you will, to me. And I, I realized that I have the resources you know, the, the fitness education to design a program, to change my nutrition. You know, I trimmed out, I leaned out, I started swimming more, I started doing more cardio stuff. I just, I enjoyed lifting. And I could change that. But I said, how many people out there every day, something like that happens to people over 50 and they the outcome is worse. They don't make it, you know, and, and cause they, they, they have no place to start. They're not sure, oh, am I supposed to be lifting? How much running am I supposed to do? And I, you know, they, didn't, they don't know how to design a program to 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 claim their life again. They may have been sedentary for 20 years. And I said, I have the resource to be able to help these people. And that's when I shifted my focus entirely to the population over 50, as well as the trainers who train that population. I help help them as well. So it was really, I mean, it was that dramatic a, a shift in mindset when I went from invincible to, you know, some different guy. Wow. That's that's amazing and uh, <laughs> and quite and not the not the kind of wake up call that you normally want to have, right? <laughs> no, it was it was in the form of yeah, a life threatening situation. <laughs> right. I mean, it was it was it was really alarming for me. It was it was a blow to my ego. It was a blow to you know you know uh, everything. It, my my image of myself because you know most boomers we have an image of ourselves about ten fifteen year, years younger than we really are. And this was a really a slap in the side of the head saying, guess what, pal? You're not that guy anymore. Wow. I can kind of relate to that. <laughs> I don't want to admit it. Right. Well, you know, it's interesting. I told that story for the first time on stage recently, and, and you would not, you'd be amazed at how many people come up to me and say, you know, I went through something similar, or my parents went through something similar, or my friend went through something similar. People really can resonate with that story. You know, that we're, we're not, when we're not, a twenty-something, thirty-something anymore. That that you know, it comes to the reality. Comes to knocking on the door. Yeah, well, it's good to hear. I actually, I'm actually liked hearing it because <laughs> it did. <laughs> yeah, I can relate. Yeah, and unfortunately, most 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 folks like you and I, over fifty, can understand the changes uh, that a twenty or thirty something. They're still invincible. They can still they still can sit on the couch all day and look good. <laughs> we we can't, you know. We have, it, it's a struggle. It's a battle. And uh, what I wanted to do was was create a, a kind of a game plan for people to get back in the battle and, and feel good about themselves and move better. So I, I you know I created a boomer specific program for my clients and and really changed things around to to help the population because really it's not about you know, as as a fitness professional and anyone listening there they they all maybe they're running boot camps things like that. Right. Running a boomer boot camp is not just a matter of, you know, let, well, let's put out a Reebok step so they can do the burpees to that instead. And you know, just modifying your boot camp is not 
suddenly a boomer-specific program. <laughs> it really needs to be a lot more thorough than that and finding out what's wrong and getting to know these clients. And, and the population, as you know, they're, they they want that. They want I want a program for me. I don't want some modified, watered-down program that you really are serving to your 20 and 30-somethings. I have specific needs. I want to be active and vital and, and have a quality of life well into my 70s, which is a considerably different mental approach than one generation ago, than like our parents a generation ago. Simply, well, you had retired and you slowed down and things like that. But, you know, our generation, our 50s, the current 50-somethings don't have that mentality. You know what I mean? They, they, we want to get going and going and going. We want to we want to do more, see more, and be more active and have a higher quality of life than they did. That's why we're all talking about the boomers. Right. Right. It is becoming a big, hot topic. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the, the numbers are staggering, how many of us there are. It's really astounding. And when you look at it, I mean, 77 million, 10,000 of us turn 50 every day. It's, just, it's, it's absurd. You know, and if you're not targeting that market... With your, with your, in your business, uh, in your programming at your facility, then you're you're kind of missing the boat. Now, what age do you consider for some listeners that may not know? Say that again. Actually, age-wise, what does that take? Fifty to uh, the boomers are currently. Here, my, here's my. Uh, my take on it is this. Boomers are technically people who are today about roughly 48, 49 years old uh, and older up through, you know, the, the, the kind of the leading edge boomers, they call it, uh, but not so much seniors up to us. So let's call it as late as 69, but more like 65, that decade plus of individuals. Um, in my opinion, uh, it, anyone when you start to get over 70, you should participate in some type of specialized training for seniors because, for example, Georgia, me and you, we certainly are can't be lumped in the same category as a 72-year-old. We're obviously, we're in the fitness industry, we're stronger, we're fascinating. So there's, there's a huge difference within the boomer population as you move along. So I, I believe it requires more specialized certifications and training once you get past 69, 70 into that age group. Like my mother is 75, 77 now, actually. I, I use her as an example. Uh, and she's very fit, very active, but I'm not going to have the same program as she does. So it, it, that's what I mean. And you really need to divide the older clients into specialized groups because there are people that we all know, 50-plus, who can run marathons, do Spartan races, and they're just, you know, they're, they're the, the upper one-half of 1% one of the population bulk of that 50 to 64, 65 group is not very active, and that's the people who need the most help. Yeah, and, and well, and even with this, like you just said, even with being active, there are changes that take place. Right. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. one day, it's not, it, it seems like one day you wake up and you're like, oh, my God, but it's not really, I mean, it's, you know, even from bodybuilding to 50 plus is when I noticed things have, you know, changing. Osteoporosis, blank, blah, 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 blah. And then I was suddenly like, okay, now what do I do? Because I'm used to training like beast mode. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I can't do beast mode. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You're not without hurt. 
Right. So, I think that's a great way to put it. You lose you lose the beast mode gene, you know, and you, but you have to replace it somehow. And one of the when I do some speaking engagements, and I, I do a lot of speaking to boomers themselves, and saying, listen, just when we reach the age where we need the most strength training, where we need to be physically active, we for some reason decide to shut it down, and then we're inviting that downward spiral, you know, because we need muscle mass, muscle mass is directly equated with your level of independence later in life. If you keep your muscle mass, keep strength training, you don't drift into that frailty mode that so many people accept as a normal part of living. And that's that's what, I mean, I mean I'll fight that one. I'll go down swinging on that one. You know, I mean, I, I will, I'll be that guy of strength training, and, and I, I was doing my deadlifting yesterday, you know, relatively heavy. you got to keep up the muscle mass because it's really after 50, that's when I hit a wall as well. I mean, everything changed when I hit 50. You know, hormonally you're changing, everything changing. Suddenly, I I couldn't squat whatever I wanted. I couldn't deadlift whatever I wanted. And, and you know, I, I saw a distinct shift in my nervous system, in my muscle mass retention. Everything changed. It's like that's when the battle should start, not when you get sedentary and wrap it up. It's just the opposite mentality we need to try to instill in people. Yeah, it kind of came on to me like that, the same you know, fashion and actually bodybuilding was attributed to some of those <laughs> some of those problems, but you know, it's gonna happen anyway. You're gonna hit menopause as a woman, you're going to yeah. you know, see declines and more injuries. I mean I have I, I'd like to meet somebody over fifty that doesn't that never had a knee or a shoulder problem. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the recovery I found is the, is the key. I mean, a lot of us, a lot of us over fifty are capable of lifting more weight than we think we are. That's one of my mantras. You know, that you are much more capable to do things and do more challenging things than you think you are. The major difference between somebody like, like us and somebody maybe ten, fifteen years younger is the recovery in between, whether it's between sets or between workouts themselves. It's just it's the recovery capabilities that really take the hit. Yeah, yeah. Art, you uh, you mentioned earlier a little bit about, and, and I'm sorry, I actually dropped off the line, uh, technical pr- problem, so I dropped off for about 20 seconds. But when I came back, you were uh, talking about the uh, the you know the actually having to customize and individualize for uh, this clientele as opposed to just having a watered down boot camp. I was wondering if you could maybe mention a couple of key tips or ideas that you know, that somebody running a fitness program like a boot camp would, would need to know about these baby boomers and, and this particular clientele in order to be effective. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're, if you're a fitness trainer and you're looking to grow your business, specifically with older clients, which I believe everybody should, you can do it one of two ways. There's two kind of levels, if you will. Some people, uh, like the guys, uh, Dan and uh, Cody at the Fitness Functional Aging Institute, they their entire business is branded solely for older clients, and they have a very thorough assessment program. And so you know what they're about. And I called, they they planted their flag in the ground and said, this is what we do. This is only what we do. So if you want X results and you're over 50, we are the people to come to. And it's worked out fantastically for them in a monetary sense and obviously the quality of service. If that's not what you're about, I mean, you have a facility that's already branded, you kind of, you know, you tailor to everybody. Within your program offerings, you must put something together that is specific 
for boomers. And, and what do I mean by that? So, so one of my pet peeves is just taking your boot camp and watering it down a little bit and calling it a boomer program. Or maybe you're, you're, you're running your regular boot camp, but if you know you have a client over 50, you're just putting little modifications in for them. You know, and sometimes you can get away with that. But what boomers are looking for, and if you really want to pull a lot of them in, you have a program dedicated to them. For example, I created when I, was, when I had my facility, which I sold a little over a year ago, I had built up a sizable boomer population by creating something I call the Boomer Decathlon. So it's a series of 10 assessment tests, and we, they're all science-based. I only had to devise one of them myself. They're all from the literature. They all have norms to go by and scientific validity. So, And then I, I created one for grip and grabbing strength, which I thought was obviously invaluable for the older population. And what I did was assign points to it and, and made it more of a competitive little thing. And what it did was it uh, showed boomers exactly where they stood compared to their peers. You know, and, and some of them was like a pretty significant wake-up call, kind of on the scale of my near-drowning incident, but much, much smaller. You know, it's like, whoa, um, you're telling me the average 55-year-old does X number of push-ups or can uh, has this range of motion and I'm way down here? That's something we need to fix right now. And then and they would sign up for my program, of course. I literally had a 100% conversion rate if I got someone in to take this to Cathlon and I could show them in black and white where they stood. They were like, okay, wow, I, I, I need to get on this now. Let's get started. And that's so, and then I had a boomer-specific time slots. I mean, this not the 20-somethings weren't allowed in there. This was just for people over 50, and it was only, and I taught it myself. It, you, you need to have, the point being, you need to have a specific program for boomers and some assessment for them so they can see, oh, this person gets it. They get that I want something tailored to me. They understand that I have this shoulder pain, right, this knee pain. As, like you said, George, none of us get to this age without having our nicks and dings. I mean, I've had three rotator cuff surgeries, a knee surgery, wrist surgery. So it's, you know, and that's, I'm, you probably beat up my shoulders a little more than normal, but just because of my uh, sports background, but the average boomer is going to come to you with these kind of needs and like I said, maybe they're a perimenopausal female who has, you know, found themselves one day to wake up and they're 20, 25, 30 pounds overweight, and this is not who they want to be. Um, but don't try to shove me in a, in a CrossFit-style boot camp. You know, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for something tailored to me. And if you can show them that you get that, then you're going to grow your business significantly with the right population. And this population has the funds, they have the resources, and they have the mindset to take care of themselves for the long haul. So you get yourself a long-term client. That is great stuff. It's just vital to have in place. You know, if you're going to market to that population, you need to address them and address their needs. They're, it's almost, it sounds a little self-centered. You know, it was like, listen, our, our demographic, it's like, this is a little bit about me here. You know, this is not about, because if you look at some of their their uh, their situations, if you will, some of them, their life change situations. Maybe they've got kids in college and they could be caring for a, for an older parent, they're in this what's called a sandwich generation. They have a lot going on, and a lot of demands upon them uh, financially and, and physically and time-wise, and they insist that you tailor something for them. You know, it's like a, they, need, they know they need to take care of themselves, uh, and this is their time. 
you know, this is their time to get into the gym. If this is all about me, I got to stay healthy. There's people depending upon me, and that there's some real motivation to keep that way. You know, I I I can completely see what you're talking about, Art. I have a my own program currently. I would say uh, we attract kind of a more of a a total family uh, demographic into our boot camp, but I would still say it's 60, maybe 70% baby boomers. And sometimes they want to work out with their family members and they'll bring their, their kids, but they're at completely different levels. And it's almost, it's almost scary to me, you know, having to customize and go back and forth between the two. And now I see the weakness there in that, you know, not having it really specific. I mean, you're calling me out. I'm not saying that I watered it down, but, but right. I'm thinking, yeah, we definitely need some more specific things. And you know, no, another thing that that came to mind is, you know, I can see how you be, you you know you turned 50 and it changed your entire view. Um, what would you say to somebody who's not 50 yet who's trying to run a program? I mean, I'm, I guess I'm seeking for personal advice just for me. <laughs> you know, like uh, I guess what I'm saying is. You know, um, is there a perception issue? You know, if I'm not 50 and I'm trying to teach somebody who's 50, uh, is that a problem? Can I overcome that? Uh, are there things that I can do to show them that I, you know, I do care and I, you know, I, I do want to make a difference? What, what Any suggestions in that regard? Yeah, I mean, that's actually a great question because part of the problem is a communication issue. If you look at it, uh, you know, the things that are acceptable behavior-wise, business-wise, to somebody who's 29, maybe 35, whatever it is, the average trainer, let's call him, let's, let's call Joe the, Joe the trainer here. He's about, you know, he's 30, 32 years old. He's, he's fit, he's rah-rah. And he may not, without even realizing it, he may be putting off this demographic just in his general conduct. For example, I don't make a big deal of it, but I notice if somebody's late, even by five minutes, it's disrespectful to me. If If they're... Wearing a hat, if they're not looking sharp, if they're not representing themselves well, if they ever pull out a phone during our workout and text somebody. I mean, these are little things, but these are the way we were brought up. Uh, our generation was brought up with manners. We were brought up to respect authority. And if I'm spending you know, money on you as a trainer, whether it's a membership or one-on-one personal training, I expect your undivided attention on me. And a lot of people are much, very, very casual about what they do and how they conduct themselves in the workplace. And that's just that's kind of the start. But if you're looking, if you take take a step back and looking how you presenting yourself from the get go, like the first time someone probably finds you in your business, right? They're probably probably looking at your website. And if I'm 55, if, you know, I'm I'm 53 right now. I'm gonna be 54 this year. If I go to your website and I see uh, the picture of two a uh, male and a female, and maybe it's a torso shot, and all I see is ripped abs. I'm like, okay, well, I don't necessarily want ripped abs. That's not why I'm here, you know. And so, right, so there's a little bit of a disconnect right away. So you, your marketing needs to be tailored towards my needs. But what are my needs? I just want to feel better, you know. I want to move a little bit better. I want to keep my mobility, which is being challenged. I want to keep my muscle mass, which is being challenged. Uh, I'm not worried about ripped abs, big arms. That kind of thing. It's just not where I'm at. Um, and you will find, like I said, one, that upper half of 1% of the population who will be looking for that over 50, but it's rare. I mean, are you, are you really going to market your business to them? Of course not. You're going to market to the general baby boomer, which you know, they just want to feel better. They want to, you know, keep their blood pressure in line. They, they want to keep their hip mobility and, you know, they want to 
heal up that shoulder that's been bugging him for about five years, you know, it's things like that. So you want to make sure your verbiage and your imagery that you use in your facility uh, is more inclusive of that. A lot of people just don't. They just, they just, they, they, everyone wants to have that image of training a physique model, which is just not reality. So that's, that's the start. And then a lot of it is, is some of it's conversational to make sure that, that, that they understand that, that you do get them. Like I said, like you were saying, that is important. How do you do that? It, you know, it's, it's a lot of it is verbiage. You know, it's, it's, uh, the tone you use, the, even the, the stories you tell. And they want to know if you're a trainer. All right, to answer your question on a, on a conversation, you're having a conversation in your facility with somebody like me. You want to make sure you know their situation. Like, you know, you should know by the end of the first session or two, you should know what I do for a living. Do I have, you know, older parents living with home that I'm caretaker for? How many kids do I have? Are they in college? So when I feel that kind of pressure, you know, what, can, what do I do? You know, like I said, if I'm, you know what I'm doing for a living. So what kind of time constraints does that put on me? You know, know, show that you care that what they're doing for a living, you know, what, what their situation is. And, and that kind of a different conversation rather than maybe talking about the Red Sox game. It's, you know, which is fine. Um, but, you need to be aware of what's going on in my life. Uh, and rather than, you know, if you're 20 or 30-something, you don't have those kind of depths of conversation. Um, you may be a little more superficial, which is fine, because that's all they're looking for. They just want to go there, rah-rah, get their ass ripped, you know. So it, it's, it's a different mentality <laughs> entirely that you need to be aware of. Uh, do you find that uh, on the business side, now that you, you mentioned that, uh, you know, hinted at that a little bit, on the business side, I mean, everybody hears about this exploding baby boomer, you know, population and, and demographic for, for business. Uh, that's why I think what you're talking about is so apropos. It's it's kind of like we keep hearing about the baby boomer is the biz, biggest uh, generation in terms of controlling the economy, and yet none of us are actually targeting them. We, we might pretend to, but I don't think we really are. So it, right. and it, and so it's, it's exactly what you're saying. It's It's all about the biggest loser contest – you know, which is going to attract your 20 and 30 somethings, maybe your 40 somethings, uh, and and it's all about you know ripped abs and you know butt and thighs and Kardashian booty workout or something. You know, so <laughs> yeah. I'm really I, it, yeah, this is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, you, you nailed it 100% right on the nose there. It, it's because they don't, you're not thinking of it. Uh, people aren't thinking of it in the right way. It is how you're marketing your business, and people aren't. They're telling themselves, like you just said, they're telling themselves they're targeting the boomers, but they're really not. I mean, unless you're focusing on, here, here's some examples. When you're talking to a baby boomer, you want to focus on life stages, not ads, like we've already said. Like life said, what, what stage of their life are they at? And what's huge among boomer consumers is common interests and communities. They're huge on that. Um, here's an example. I, I, I've enjoyed... U2 and Springsteen for about 30 years or more, okay? And that's not changing. I'm not going to age out of that interest. So once you find their interest and where the boomers hang out, you're going to find that they are parts of communities. They tend to read a lot about reviews for businesses. They will read, and this goes directly to the marketing and the business stuff you talked about, they will read long-form sales letters. They will read long-form web pages, things like that, about your advertising, whereas a younger consumer won't. You have their attention for about 10 seconds, and then they moved on. A boomer is, inc- is inclined to read their mail. They will read your message. You, you, so you need to, what does that mean? You need to have a story. The story I just told 
about my, uh, you know, conversion, if you will, my wake-up call at 50. That's my core story. And people, when they hear that, they know that I get it. Um, and w- so what is your core story? Why do you feel you are able to connect with the boomer market? you got to have that core story. You need to have uh, understand what their common interests are, what communities they belong to. That's where you're going to advertise. That's who the, that's the groups you want to speak in front of, things like that. And you're talking, again, it's about life stages because they're starting a family. Maybe they have kids in college. They, um, you know, they, there's all kinds of things that they're doing. They're, they're maybe thinking about retirement, but, they, no, but not yet. Um, you know, did they switching jobs? Are they buying a, a second house? You know, what are their, what's, what's going on? It's a whole different mindset that people are kind of, living, like you said, giving lip service to but not really focusing on it. And the people who really focus on it are going to be ones who are going to dominate this market because once they get established, as hey, this is the place you want to go. For If you're over 50, this is the place to be. If you get that uh, reputation, you are, you know, you're printing money, really. And you're doing a good thing. It's okay to do good and do well. <laughs> are, are you finding, too, that the, ed- that the educational resources are starting to catch up with the demand? In other words, are there... I know there's certifications out there. Are there any things that you recommend uh, or is there any programs that, that you're teaching uh, in particular that help uh, you know, a fitness professional be able to get on board? I do. I, I, I approach it, like I said, I, I want to help the boomers themselves and I want to help the trainers who are training boomers. So you know, I, do, I have a marketing product that helps, me, help, helps people like who are 20, 30, looking to grow their business, even 40, how to speak to boomers more accurately. And uh, Georgette, I think I sent, I sent you along the link to that uh, product. And I just, it's just, and I'm, again, not getting all salesy, but it's very, very important that, uh, and I have two aspects to it. All right. One, to help the, help trainers say and do the right things to get in front of this population and how to do it right. And number two, how to take a baby boomer who walks in your door, put him, put him through a specific evaluation with the right sales script, you know, showing them that you're the authority. A lot of what I do for trainers is to help position them as an authority in their market because for two reasons. Number one, you're, you're you know, top of mind uh, thinking. So people will automatically think of joining a fitness center, they want to think of you. But number two is because boomers respect authority. We have a much higher regard for authority and authority figures than people a little younger might. And when you're positioned as authority, they will seek you out. I mean, when I was in my facility, I was the guy. They had a nutrition question, they came to me. They had a programming question, they came to me. I was the position of authority. I made sure I spoke all the time at the Rotary Club, at the Senior Center, at, and I'm uh, you know, writing a column for the, for the uh, fitness column for the newspaper, the local small paper. You know, that type of thing uh, adds to your credibility. See, I, I put that all together into kind of a marketing tool that helps trainers grow their business that way. That's fantastic. That's a helpful tool. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> yeah, it's been. I, I can tell you right now, it's been working really well. It's been received well because nobody is out there putting together, you know, Facebook Facebook ads or e- email advertising or even the direct mail. Like I said, boomers are going to read their mail. They actually look forward to getting their mail and sales funnels where you're, you know, looking at the, who's who's reading newspapers now. Clients over fifty, you know. So I, right. I deal a lot with freestanding inserts in the paper and how to write those correctly. And so you get boomers calling you 
in response to that. In fact, when I was testing my sales copy in my local paper, I took the expense, I made sure this stuff works well, and I put it in the paper, and I still, even though I don't have a facility anymore, and I still get phone calls from people saying, hey, Art, I'd love to work with you, and I'm like, well, you know, I, I don't really have a facility anymore, I sold that, but, you know, I refer them to obviously colleagues in the area. But it, it works. People will read the newspaper. They will read the mail. It, 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 and a lot of times, younger marketers, business owners, don't get that. So that's what I put together. It's called the Ultimate Client Attraction Training and Marketing Tool. I know it's kind of a long name, but it encompasses training with the boomer decathlon and the marketing piece that you need to get them in the door. So I included both in there. And, and it's, I tell you, it's working very well because, like I said, nobody's really doing that right now. I have a discount. You gave me a discount code, too, right, for our listeners? I did. I did. Um, uh, you know, you have the link, and when you go to that page, it's, it's BB50, Boomer Blueprint 50 for $50 off, just for the you know the folks who are listening here today. Yeah, uh, meet the podcast when I, um, just so they don't have to be scrambling for pens and papers. Uh, I'll have that all underneath the uh, podcast for them, so I'll be good. That's great. Yeah, and and I I offer I, again I, I believe in kind of over delivering. I mean I'm happy to you know give some email support, answer questions, and things like that because I actually have started these people who are really diving into it. I have started a coaching group for them as well, so um, I have that. People can ask me about that. It's it's very small. Um, it's it's those people who kind of really want to focus on the boomer market, and I help them. I help them grow the business only with that market. So uh, that's something else that they can follow up with me about if they really want to get into it and dive in deep into this topic. Yeah, because and, and another, know, what, yeah. Oh, go ahead. You ask first. I'm next. Well, I just I had a, a, another question. I yep. know I've kind of get a chance to talk to a lot of our our uh, the types of, of of people that are listening to this podcast and. Uh, there's quite a few people out there that are newer. Uh, they may not be new to training, but they're newer to having their own business. And mm-hmm. so they may have been training for somebody else for a long time. And, and, you know, there's a lot that goes with that, right? There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of mixed oh, yeah. messages. And, and they, they may be concerned about, okay, well, what if I would love to tap into this boomer market, but I've already, you know, I kind of have a, a a branding or marketing message, and it, and it, you know, I've I've established it, or I've spent a lot of time on it, and it doesn't really appeal to boomers. <laughs> so, right. but what if they still want to do it, and they know they can? You mentioned before the idea of, you know, having that, you know, having at least either either targeting completely your entire business around it, or having a, you know, boomer specific time slot or a boomer specific component program. to your business. Can, oh, right. Yeah, or a program. What what advice could you give, you know, maybe a new business owner who's like trying to figure out how to fit it in? Can it be fit in if they're not boomer only? For example, they they also uh they do a general, you know, a weight loss boot camp or, you know, they're they're just general right now in terms of their target market or they might even have youth athletics in there. Is there a way to could you talk a little bit more about how to add that component in? Without and make absolutely. it work for, for a business owner. Yeah, absolutely. Because I can I completely identify with that. The fear of the regular business owner, the standard business owner out there, is that uh, if I start marketing to boomers, I'm going to lose my my other core population, which is my you know they might be 30 to 45, and they're they're going well. You know, I'm not a boomer. Well, is this place for me anymore? And it really doesn't work out that way because it's just like any. If you look at commercial gyms, they certainly have programs. 
that are designed for Roomba, you know, Zumba or whatever it is, right? They have specific programs that they market. Uh, they have Group X. They have personal training. They have general membership. They have, you know, they have all these different programs, and one is not exclusive of the other. So you have to get past the fear that you're suddenly going to alienate your maybe your other core population. You won't. Just you have to market it as a standalone thing that is another option for people to. It's almost like an upsell. You can use position it that way or, or however you want. That um, this is for boomers only. It doesn't impact the other programming at all. Um, the problem I see. I've seen it many times with marketing that program is that people will do, and this is this goes across the board for marketing errors. Uh, they'll do one-off marketing. You know, I actually had a coaching client say to me, "Yeah, well, you know, I tried Facebook; it doesn't work." <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure Facebook works. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm pretty convinced that it works and it's going to be around a while. Or they said I mailed a postcard and it didn't work. I said, yeah. "Well." Did you follow up with it? Did you do another postcard? I mean, how are you positioning yourself? You can't do one-off marketing. It doesn't work. It's a waste of your money. And I agree. You probably won't get much from it because they didn't hear from you again. At any given time, a very small percentage of the population is ready to buy that day. You know, mm-hmm. if you surveyed 100, uh, surveyed 100 people, you'd find about three people who are physically ready to sign a contract or buy a car on that day. They're ready. They've done their research. They're ready to go. So, if you just do one-off marketing, you got that 3%. Okay, then, then what happened? Then, then you didn't follow up next month, and so you missed that other 3%. And then the 3%. It's cumulative. It's a cumulative effort that people need to understand. So that's that's the other mistake right. that I see people making in Georgette is that they just don't, they're not consistent with their marketing. And you need to, once you establish your method, your, your, your approach and your target audience, you right. stay with it. You know, and and then you'll see some success. You, it takes a while for you to position yourself as that authority at that top of mind location. Well, I have a I have a question, and I'm not sure if it. Well, I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, <laughs> is this or can this be a problem? Let me word it that way. Um, or is this something? Well, let me ask the question first. If you have. Um, you know, a lot of 45 to 55 and up in your boot camp already, your boot camp trainer. Yep. Uh, okay, so now you're already there. They're already there, and they're handling that boot camp mm-hmm. with the regular progressions or regressions, whatever you have to do as a trainer normally. Right. Um, so now you want to introduce something that's geared towards boomers. Uh, now I did have I did see this very early on, and this, I'm talking ten years ago. Um, so the people who are in already there and they're handling the boot camp, well, that's fine. But does the label or the name of the program is it important? In other words, some of the boomers that were would be considered boomers that were in my regular boot camp did not want to go into a boot, boot senior boot camp because they didn't consider themselves senior or <laughs> they didn't you right. know, they weren't there like in other words i i could do yeah. the, i could do the regular boot camp right. you know that kind and, of and have, so can you yeah. address that a little bit yeah yeah i see i exactly see what you mean um i had the same situation where i mean i my boomer program was not always there it was something new that i introduced 
specifically when I turned 50 and I just saw kind of that that gaping hole in the market that what they weren't, I, I strongly believe boomers are grossly underserved with programming right. options. So what I did was I, I, yeah, you have to be careful with how you name it to answer your question. You cannot call it a senior program because a lot of boomers, it's like, don't you dare, like I'm 53, don't you dare call me a senior. <laughs> I am gone, you know, older client or, uh, you know, what do you want? Boomers, a lot of baby boomers don't like the term baby boomers, but uh, it, it, just call them what they are. It's our, our over 50 program. You know, because, okay, well, I can identify that. I'm, I'm over 50. So it is that that might be something to consider. And what I did was we had plenty of people, like you said, who were already doing our boot camp, and they were 60. Right. Um, and you can, for them, you can say, hey, if you just want to, just, why don't you try the boot to calf on? Because maybe this person wants to add small group training to their boot camp membership. If you do that, if you don't, you should. You know, I mean, you got to have some other options for them besides boot camps. Uh, you can't have that single revenue stream i'm sure you know people are aware of that but uh, if you want to have small group training available to them you, you target specifically the people who are already in your boot camp saying hey a free assessment just to see where you're at you know let's let's try it. you don't have to do anything after that you know you can hop right back in the boot camp again if that's the thing some people are in that mode and they don't want to change and that's right. fine but you can offer them a free assessment and then go oh cool because the boomer you know let's face it a boot camp is a fairly generalized approach it is not a ton of individualization, certainly not like you can get in small group training or one-on-one. And that's why it exists. It's a different type of service. So if you, But you can interest new and existing over, clients over 50 into doing your assessment and saying, hey, you know what, the boot camp really doesn't address that, you know, that shoulder surgery I had 10 years ago, uh, and it still gives me a little trouble. It's weaker than the other arm. You know, I can probably get that addressed in some small group training sessions. And what I would often do is say, listen, I don't think, if I had a new client, I would say, I don't think you're ready to hop into the boot camp yet. You know, some of these people over 50 have been doing this boot camp that you see going on right now, have been doing it for six months or eight months or a year. So they are there. You know, you're not quite there. What I would like to do is to have six to eight weeks of small group training to prepare you to transition to maybe a, a, a full boot camp. But there's certainly, when they show up at your door, they're not ready for it. But if you call it, you know, this is our specifically for our clients over 50, it's our assessment because we realize you have unique needs. Um, that's I wouldn't get too, try to get too cutesy with the name um, and certainly stay away from terminology that the boomers would consider derogatory like mature and senior and, you know, yeah. uh, anything to do with elder, that type of thing. But clients over 50 is strictly a, chronological designation and it doesn't have any negative no, notations to it. So if they're already handling the boot camp and, and, and they're they're already in it for a year, two years, three years, and they're already handling it, that actually is not the majority anyway, right? So right. that would consider the minority of the, quote, boomer population. Right. When I, would that be correct? Because... Yeah. 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 Um, even I had clients like that. I think we all have. And they were in boot camps, like I said, a couple of years. Seventy. But, I had them went in for nine years. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's great that they can handle that. But uh, does that serve every single possible need for that individual? Probably not. You know, this person has unique, like we've been saying here, this person has unique needs. And saying, listen, you know, uh, Susie, I'd love to be able to just, if it's a free evaluation, can you carve out an hour of your time? I just want to see where you're at and make sure we're, we're heading in the right direction, and you put them through an assessment. And you, you can, and maybe they 
pass with flying colors, and that's but they, and they're not going to transition. But they appreciate. They will, if nothing else, you've done great customer service, and you're going to retain, keep, continue to retain that client because they see that you get it, and you are concerned about their situation. You, right. you, know, you want to make, make sure you're tailoring, you know, all, all your services to their needs. And they're like, hey, that's cool. That's great. It doesn't mean that you're going to get a small group training client out of it. But I had a lot of people who said, you know what, I really want to lift some more weights, do some pure weightlifting rather than just a, kind of an interval-based workout. Um, I'd like to do maybe six weeks of strength training to, to get my, you know, my legs and back stronger or something like that. And so, hey, that's an extra, you know, X amount of dollars, they're happy, you're happy, you're helping them the way we should as trainers and professionals help them with their specific needs. So there's a lot to that. um, Well, and also your program is is geared towards marketing and trying to get in the other, uh, (laughs) the majority of the boomers who are not in your boot camp, who, you know, who are not doing anything, who used to be athletes or whatever their case may be. Um, So you're really kind of you're not trying to take your boot, existing boot campers and make them into another program the the main point of your of your boomer blueprint right or your point is to try and target those people who aren't doing anything right exactly so, yeah yeah I mean, that, and that's, that's the point right a lot of those, a lot of those people you know, let's face it within the boomer market there's a lot of people who don't want to do anything they're not interested in doing anything. You, they're never going to be your client, so you don't need to bang your head against the, the wall trying to get them in the facility. But a lot right. of them, as you know, are saying, you know, i got to do something now. Now is the time. They're making decisions now. That right, they're overweight. When they're they're grossly 70, overweight. Right? They're getting fatigued. They're getting joint problems. They're getting this. They're getting that. So they're, they're who you're, you're targeting to a new program. If somebody's already... Yes capable and they're already in there that's just like a trainer over 55 you know you can't go by you <laughs> right, you know, you right. judge by you there's some trainers over 55 that are in an awesome shape and really exactly. you know they would probably look at a program over 50 and go Mm-mm, not for me well right, <laughs> right. probably not right. but there's the majority of the people that's who you're targeting the majority of the people i'm thinking of my sister even, for that matter. But, like, somebody who really wants to do something, but, you know, maybe procrastinate, procrastinate, nothing, you know, boot camp's too hard, you right. know, or yeah. too much. And, you know, yeah. that's the person, and there's a lot more of them <laughs> than there Absolutely. are of the, you know, the 60-year-old that's, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know. This, is, this is a shocking amount of people who just need that nudge, who need a position, the person that they, they can respect, who has authority we've been talking about, and right. they who understands them. And that's that's what my product is about, is helping trainers who are 35. Uh, let's, you know, the average trainer, the, the avatar of a trainer I've been using here, the younger, they're not boomers, they right. are, but they want to train that population, want to help that population, and how not how to do it right, how not to alienate them, how to how, where to find them, how to reach out to them, and just give them that nudge they need to come into your place. Yeah, and that actually could be any trainer because, I, I, I mean, I was the same way at age 50. I wasn't thinking like my client. I was thinking like me. Right. You know, I'm training for a bodybuilding show at 49. Ex- exactly, exactly. My head like, is... I, right. Yeah. Someone like you, 
Yeah. And someone like me, it's I, we. I had to be really careful of my own mentality because I was saying, yeah, I mean, I could still deadlift 400 pounds, perhaps. I mean, I could, you know, but no, I don't know anybody my age who can. You know what I mean? But that's guess what? So I can't talk to them like that. I can't say, oh, listen, we can put 20 pounds of muscle on you. It, it, that's not what they want, you know. And I had to curtail my athlete mentality to someone who's been maybe sedentary for 20 years, and or, or maybe they just had a medical scare. I mean, maybe I had to change all my mentality around, and I got a little help <laughs> from my incident in, in the lake because they go, whoa, all right, now I get it. And now I get it. <laughs> this is how I need to talk to them. Right, that's what, you know, there's a growing uh, popularity of body weight workouts and yoga and, um, you know, okay, there, that's all great. And, you know, but you're targeting e- even educating the fitness professional on how to help this age, the majority of this age client all the more. Plus, right. you're helping with the marketing of that. So yeah, that's where you're coming from. Yes. Yeah. So again, health trainers, it's okay to make to be successful financially and do the right thing and to help this population. It's okay to do good and do well. Um, and that's, I keep telling that to people because and you know they think well, but a lot of times these people do need to find their own story. They need to find why why is it you want to help people over fifty? If you say well. Just as a lot of them, I want to make more money. You know, how about digging a little bit deeper? I mean, I'm sure you have friends, family, parents, somebody who who is challenged some way by aging, and you want to people make you want, you want them to age with high quality. And right. so find find your story, and and let people know that you care about them. You know, the expression um, that people don't know, you know, don't care what you know until they know how much you care. You know, you need to prove that with this population because they uh, they take those things into consideration with their decision making. Right. Art, right. this has been really great. Let's uh, let's finish with some fun stuff with just a couple minutes we have okay. left. Um, do you have a? Uh, I love to find out of you know when we have somebody interviewed here, just a few questions that are you know kind of different and fun. Um, what's your? Do you have a favorite book or books you're reading right now, or or something that you would recommend? Um, I do. Uh, it's funny because I'm always, always reading something. Um, I tell you right now, one of, one of the books that kind of opened my eyes to lifestyle decisions and kind of changing how I view things. Now he's he's to some people he's a little out there, but um, you know I I really enjoy uh, the, Tim Ferriss's book, The Four Hour Workweek. I mean that really was an eye opener for me. Um, right now I do I do tend to read a lot more. Um, what do you call it? A lot more uh, marketing and nonfiction than I really should. I need to work some fiction in there. But um, I read a lot of, uh, like one book I would recommend is The Great Cholesterol Myth by Johnny Bowden and, and, and Sinatra uh, is a great one. Um, I love all of Dan Kennedy's materials. Um, I really enjoyed um, the, the great book, uh, Mastering the Rockefeller Habits. For those people who have a lot of time management issues, Managing the Rockefeller Habits by um, oh gosh, it's uh, Vern Harnish is an excellent book to kind of help you on that path. So those, those are a few of things, but I'll tell you, two of the magazines that I really enjoy every month, and I wouldn't have figured this, but for business purposes, developing your business, it's uh, the National Speakers Association Speaker Magazine is probably 
page for page, dollar for dollar, the best value of any kind of business type thing. If you're interested in doing that, any, you know, developing your authority position and speaking and, and other products and things like that, Speaker Magazine is phenomenal. I really cannot get enough of the resources. Uh, I know it's unusual. You wouldn't have thought that, but that's $49 a year. I get more material out of that that comes to the CD every month. They're interviewing sales. They're interviewing uh, executive experts, and they're interviewing. it's really dollar for dollar the best value out there. And, and I, I always like Success Magazine. I like to feed my brain with all the positive stuff, you know, and, um, and Success Magazine is also part of that. That's great. Awesome. How about movies? Any favorite movie? Do you, you actually take time to have fun with that or too busy for them? I do. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm kind of the guy around the house here with the, the, the movie quotes. Um, I, I'm that guy, and I love my favorite two favorite movies of all time are Unforgiven with Clint Eastwood. It's a really great, <laughs> yes. great great morality tale if you read into it what, what's really going on there. And um, just because of my background in Highland Games, I talk about a lot of uh, Braveheart with Mel Gibson. Um, There's just just two Academy Award-winning movies, I know, but there's so many good quotes in there that I use around the house all the time. There's too many to list, you know? Like, my wife wife will say, hey, where are you going? Well, I'm going to pick a fight, you know? And it's just great (laughs) stuff. (laughs) I can imagine you with blue paint all over your face and uh, and a spear or doing Highland Games. It's perfect. Yeah, Yeah, so there's a couple for you. (laughs) That's... that's fantastic. Yes, uh, and any uh, any last thoughts or, or uh, uh, any things that you would like to, to finish our, our uh, interview with here? Um, I would like to tell people to never stop learning. Um, I know it sounds cliche, but what you're going to find is if you learn a little bit more than you're used to, learn like learn how to master. If you did one thing, learn how to master Facebook advertising. You're you're not going to be any black for new leads, and, and, but it's fun. I mean, always challenge your brain with some of the new technology that's out there and use the resources you already have. And I just, I kind of never stop. I always stop. I always want to learn something new, whether it's Infusionsoft or Facebook advertising or, um, you know, ClickFunnels. Or it, I just like learning new kind of software. Some of it's very, very challenging. And if you do that, if you become that person combined your marketing towards boomers with the right technology, you, you'll just you'll be full. You'll be happy. You can control your own lifestyle and dictate a lot more than rather being trading your time for money is a huge mistake trainers do. You get stuck doing that, and it's a problem. And you can dictate your lifestyle much more than you thought you could by mastering your marketing, mastering learning, and mastering the technologies available out there. You, you made me remember a question that I forgot to ask. I'm sorry. Do you have any? Uh, can you give us some examples of your favorite uh, pieces of technology, or a tech tip, or maybe an efficiency tool that you use, uh, or specific things that that you uh, that you like in your business? I, I do. Um, I have found a couple of things that have helped me a lot. Here is number one. I'm, I'm, so technology is. I keep it fairly simple. I use um, Google Calendar. Uh, in, in extensively. I mean, my life is kind of dictated with Google Calendar alerts uh, all the time, so I know exactly what I'm doing and when. And what I also do is I script my day. Uh, people have probably heard that before, but the night before, I go into Google Calendar, and I have a, I have a handwritten, old-school handwritten to-do list, and I schedule my day out. So I know, you know, I have this podcast from here to here. I have uh, this training on Infusionsoft from here to here. I have this follow-up phone call with coaching clients here to here. And if you're not 
filling your day like that, then you find yourself spinning your wheels or doing just busy work that accomplishes nothing. I evaluate, you know, what am I going to, how am I improving myself? How am I making a better experience for my customers? You know, meaning, uh, you know, so if I'm a business owner, you know, I need to make sure that I'm learning. Uh, here, here's a tip that I, t- I teach, actually, a uh, UMass Lowell system. I teach physical therapy students how to write training programs. And one of the first things I tell them is every week you want to read one personal development article, one industry-related article, so something about your craft, what you do, a training article, all right, like that, and then uh, one business-related article. I think everyone needs to learn business and how to do it. So keeping with that little standard, those tips that keep my day efficient and make the best use of my time, and so then I can relax when it's time to relax. You know, have some downtime. You've got to have relaxation time um, and schedule regular vacation to recharge the battery. So that scripting of the day has been very helpful to me to accomplish quite a bit, and I, and, which I, I like to think I use my time very well. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Art. Uh, Georgette, do you have any uh, last questions or anything else for Art? Uh, no, no last questions. Just thank you for being on and thank you for offering our listeners and uh, subscribers a uh, you know, a discount and some more insight into this program. Great. I, I really gotcha. enjoyed it. Uh, anytime I can help uh, trainers grow their business, um, it's a great thing and doing it with the right audience. I, thank you very much for having me on today. I'll send yes, you a Yes, thank link. you for being here. Yeah. All right. You'll, uh, I will, yeah, I'll love to, uh, anything I can do for, as a follow-up, you just let me know and um, I, I will definitely be in touch. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, All Art. right. I'll, thank you, Art. All right, thank you, Jesse. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, George. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.